Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Thanks for downloading today's podcast. It's Friday, December the 4th. And well, that was a bit of a surprise this morning, wasn't it? Large parts of Kent had snow. Okay, so it is winter. We should expect cold weather, but the forecasters certainly hadn't predicted it. It did cause a fair bit of trouble on the roads with the M20 closed and delays on the A2, M25 and M26. Well, first thing this morning, I caught up with Toby Howe, who is a senior highway manager at KCC Highways. Yes, we expect snow in winter and, as you say, it's not unusual. However, we were not expecting the snow last night. Uh, The forecasters were not expecting the snow. At four o'clock, air temperature was around about six degrees. By five o'clock, that had dropped to one degree and any rain and sleet suddenly turned to snow very rapidly. As soon as KCC were aware of this, we sent out gritters across the county. The snow generally travelled from the southwest of the county up to the northeast, and unfortunately, it came down so quickly there were a number of incidents, in particular on the M20. Any more snow for us to expect at all? Currently, we're not expecting any more snow. The longer term three month weather forecast shows that it's probably likely to be milder and wetter, but as we found in the early hours of this morning, you can never tell when there is going to be any snow. But Kent are prepared. We have our gritters on standby. We have regular weather updates. So as soon as we know anything's happening or is going to happen, we can get out there on the roads. And just how ready is Kent to cope with the winter and whatever it throws at us this year? We are also preparing for the end of transition to make sure that we have resilience We are expecting a reasonable worst-case scenario of a lot of lorries on the road, possibly after the 1st of January. So we may have more gridlock roads. So Kent has additional salt stored in various locations. We have additional gritters as well and additional resource to make sure that we can mitigate the problems that we may occur across Kent in the new year. And while the white stuff did cause some disruption, it also created some rather lovely pictures. You can see them at kentonline.co.uk. And just a heads up that more cold weather is expected. There's a warning for ice in Kent in force until 10 tomorrow morning, so do take extra care if you're heading out onto the roads. On to other news now, and six parts of Kent now have some of the worst coronavirus infection rates in England. Latest data shows Swale is still the highest in the country, with Medway, Thanet, Gravesham, Maidstone and Dover also in the top 20. Mass testing is starting to be rolled out for key workers in Medway from this weekend to try and bring cases down so the county can move out of Tier 3. Meantime, students in Kent are making plans to travel home as the window for them to do so is now open. They've got until next Thursday to leave and have to take two coronavirus tests three days apart beforehand. Aisha Dosange is from the Kent Union. We found that a lot of students are very anxious about going and spreading the virus, especially because of asymptomatic people being able to spread it. So especially where students have vulnerable family members, there's been a lot of people who uh, were very eager to get the test. We've also been chatting to Professor Richard Rees, who's from the Uni of Kent. If both are negative, they're encouraged to go home or arrange their travel to go home within 24 hours of that second negative test. If one of the tests come back positive, 
then they can isolate uh, in the same way that uh, they've been doing. And finally, this is Professor Martin Michaelis. He's also from the Uni of Kent and is a virologist. Obviously, it's very important to emphasise that um, there is a significant number of false negatives, so you shouldn't lower your guard um, when you have this negative result. But as I said, it's a step in the right direction. The government's also advised universities to stagger the return of students over five weeks in the new year, but continue to offer online learning where possible. And Kent Police are urging us to remember the coronavirus rules and not arrange to or attend Christmas parties this year. Seven people from Canterbury have been fined £10,000 for breaking previous restrictions by hosting gatherings with more than 30 people. We're being reminded that in Tier 3, household mixing is not allowed and we shouldn't be travelling into other regions. Kent Online News. A driver has been taken to hospital with serious injuries following a police chase in Folkestone. A car was followed by officers before leaving the road on Cherry Garden Avenue and crashing into a tree in the early hours of this morning, closing the road for around nine hours. A man who repeatedly hit another man with a hammer outside a pub in Folkestone has been jailed for 13 years. The victim lost consciousness following the assault by Reuben Daly and Harbour Way in February. The 43-year-old from Coolinge Road in the town will serve another four years on licence. Now, a Kent paramedic has come up with a way for colleagues to let others know that they are hearing impaired while on the job. Gemma Gibson, who's based at Seacam's Thameside station in Norfleet, has designed a badge that can be worn to identify ambulance staff with hearing difficulties. She came up with the idea after being worried about returning to work deaf following surgery and has been chatting about it to the Kent Online podcast. Hearing impaired people they almost instinctively adjust their behaviours, their positioning and their communication in order to optimise their understanding when other people are speaking to them. Um, but actually, there is an awful lot more that everybody around that hearing, hearing impaired individual could be doing to improve things still further. And they're very, very simple things. Um, but the two issues that I came up against is one, people aren't aware what those simple things are um, and that some education was simply needed. Um, and also with um, deafness, hearing impairment being a largely invisible disability, um, it may be, or most definitely, it turns out be very handy to have a visible indication that that person would benefit from those adjusted communication techniques and that's where the idea of the badge came from. I think in this day and age no one should be in a situation where they have to come out at the scene of an incident and go hi I'm hearing impaired just so everyone knows. You know, that I don't think people should have to draw huge amounts of attention to themselves. That's certainly not the kind of person I am. However, a simple, visible indication that that person has a hearing impairment and would benefit from these techniques um, is all it would take. Um, and the reason that it developed into a badge that goes onto the epaulets. Um, was because 
we realised the kind of situation that I was most concerned about was something like a cardiac arrest, where there'd be um, multiple clinicians there, potentially crews who I'm, aren't familiar with me, but by putting this directly on the epaulet, where people's eyes are automatically drawn to if they're meeting you for the first time, um, then you just you cut out the need for somebody to have to announce themselves as somebody with a hearing impairment in order for them to benefit from adjusted communication. Kent Online reports. Bosses in Canterbury are struggling to get tenants to sign up for a £115 million leisure complex which is due to open next autumn. The Riverside development at Kingsmead will have a five-screen Curzon cinema and 12 shops and food outlets. Just two of the units are currently under offer. The people running a Kent Animal Park that's only just been able to reopen after lockdown say they're determined to go ahead with their most ambitious UK project. Simon Jeffrey is the Animal Director at Portland Reserve near Hythe. We've got lots of work going on at the moment. We're very lucky that we're actually in the process of building for some new lions and some new bears that are coming next year. Um, this is our, through our GoFundMe because we're actually rescuing some lions from um, a place in Spain and then we're actually rescuing some bears from Andorra as well. So it's very exciting times ahead of us but the more people we can get in the more people we can get involved then they can see our work and hopefully actually help donate towards the animals these lions have come from quite horrific backgrounds essentially they were circus uh, lions that were sort of almost fed sort of yogurt and rice and stuff to stunt their growth so people could continue having photos taken with them and then one of them was taken from a breeder they've been kept by the AAP in Spain and then we're giving them their forever home here and the bears are coming from the only zoo in Andorra which is shutting down so it's important that we can actually sort of build these enclosures ready to get them in the new year. As you heard, it's going to cost almost £270,000 to create sanctuaries for the animals. A Just Giving page has been set up. Meantime, some sad news from staff at another animal park in the county following the sudden death of a giraffe. Evan, who was one of the herd at Wingham Wildlife Park near Canterbury, suffered a heart attack this morning after an acute infection. And with shops back open after lockdown, we're being urged to support independent traders if you're out Christmas shopping this weekend. It's small business. Business Saturday tomorrow, which is aiming to raise awareness of the stores trying to keep our high streets in Kent alive. Many have had a really tough year with months of closures and having to adapt to sell online. David Moore is from Dice and Destiny in Canterbury. He says it's fantastic to be open again. We're looking forward to this weekend. Um, I think that that's going to be the big tell of what retail is going to be like. Um, if we get a lot of people out shopping, I think that that's a good sign for the rest of Christmas. So at the moment, it's been okay. You know, online sales are quite good. So we're just keeping our fingers crossed for the weekend. Kent Online Sport. Football first and Gillingham will be hoping to continue their good run of form in the league this weekend. They welcome Swindon Town to Priestfield tomorrow following a 2-0 victory at Bristol Rovers on Wednesday night. That moved the Jills up to 12th in the table, while tomorrow's opponents are seven places below them. Here's striker John Akinde. What I know of them, when I played them last, and I know a couple of the boys there, they, they tried to play that expansive football. Um, yeah, I think every every game in this league is a challenge, I believe. I think they're, they're, I can't really say there's any easy games. So we're going to go into it, obviously, well aware of what they're capable of, but also taking what we can do to them and um, just try and perform well and get get the result. 100%, obviously everyone knows Christmas is like a busy period, so we want to get into that period really confident, really flowing, 
and beat the unbe- unbeaten record we had last year. When you consider the, the injuries you've had as well, I think the gaffer has done really well in obviously recruiting, getting numbers in, because obviously it was obviously anticipated that the fixtures were going to be really heavy. So we have had the, the players available to play and top top quality players as well. So yeah, like I said a minute ago, we just got uh, we just got to get on with it. Just got to keep our head down, keep working hard, and keep trying to perform like we we have been really. Kickoff is at one tomorrow. Follow Kent Online Jills on Twitter for match updates. And in cricket, England's first one-day international against South Africa has been postponed at the last minute after someone in the South Africa camp tested positive for coronavirus. The game's been rescheduled for Sunday and the series will still be contested over three fixtures. Kent's Sam Billings is in the England squad. That's it for today, but don't forget you can subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.com. Co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.